Now, welcome to the CatTunes podcast. I'm your host, Catherine Crowley. On this podcast, I'm going to talk about the stories behind my songs, the production tools that I've used, the production methods that I've employed, the instruments that I've played, the instruments that I've discovered, the arrangement methods that I've used, the real-life stories which precipitated the creation of my entire albums or of my separate tracks. So let's jump right into it, shall we? And uh, welcome you listening to the Catunes Podcast. This is episode 32, and today we're going to be talking about the fifth track from the Overcome album called Shut Up. Shut Up, indeed. And I'm your host, Kat Corelli, as you might have noticed. So, Shut Up, amazingly, on an album like Overcome, Shut Up is an, is an amazingly standard song, more or less standard. It has verses, it has hooks, and it even has a middle section much along the lines of, you know, some song by Slipknot or something along those lines, even though there is nothing really sang um, in that middle section. However, the song has an extended intro and it has a bizarre outro, and those are perhaps the only two features that distinguish this song from quote-unquote normal songs. Other than that, it's more or less standard in its approach. It's not really long. The runtime isn't beyond seven minutes or something like this. And there's a few interesting things about this song. So before we jump into the lyrics and what is this song about, let me just give you this one. This song, Shut Up, from the Overcome album, the music for it, was written, was being composed at the same time that I was working on a track for a different album, which I'm going to release in October, November this year. And the name of that other album is Natural Grotesque. Natural Grotesque stands in stark contrast to Overcome. However, these were the two albums that were overlapping at some point. So, the intro opens with some music that, you know, doesn't sound like it's metal remotely, doesn't sound like it's electronic metal or anything harsh at all, but it has a weird little telephone effect on it that makes it sound like it's not probably a sample. But nobody apparently knows where is it sampled from. So, this is sampled from a song called Hold On Sisters from the Natural Grotesque album. Hold On Sisters on the Natural Grotesque album is a very upbeat, happy song with a, you know, fast BPM, a lot, lots of positivity, you know, guitar solo, and uh, stuff like that, and a beautiful chord progression that is uplifting, that is positive, that is upbeat. So, the song Shut Up starts with something amazingly bright. And, um, as you might already guess, just like on another song 
in my catalog, the name of which is Don't Lie to Me from the When Pinkers Fail album. It's the same exact principle. When you hear something so bright, so positive, so upbeat on an album that is overwhelmingly dark, you can rest assured that something is going to happen. And that's precisely the kind of scenario that rolls out on Shut Up. So we're starting with this sample from an album that will be released in 2021 um, from the far future, basically. It's a very positive upbeat sample. And everything feels good. It's almost like it's too good to be true. Why is that? Well, this intro reflects the expectations of my family, who subsequently turned their backs on me. The expectations, the things that they wanted to see, but did the things that did not come true, no matter how hard I tried. So there is this, and it's not just my family, it's not just these people. They did not, at least not all of them, necessarily meant, meant bad. They weren't evil people. It, it also reflects the expectations of the society. And it's also reflective later on, years later, four years later, after the music was written, it also reflects the expectations of the girl that wanted to have a relationship with me. And that was in 2010. So the music for Shut Up was in the works as early as 2006. At the same time, in 2006, I was working on the Natural Grotesque album and I was writing some of the tracks. So. Hold On Sisters, which is sampled on Shut Up in the very beginning, was also in the works on an absolutely different album. But the lyrics for Shut Up weren't written until 2010. Shut Up on the Overcome album is one of the songs that acquired its lyrics, that got its lyrics, finally. Four years later, after the album was first conceived. So Shut Up was not recorded until 2010 late 2009, 2010, 2010 to be more precise. And the vocals that you do hear on Shut Up as it is released, um, as it was released on the Overcome album in 2019, those vocals are from 2010. These are not the 2019 vocals, those are not 2006 vocals, those are 2010 vocals. The lyrics were written back then. Now, when I was writing the lyrics in 2010, I was drawing on the similarities between my initial situation back in 2006 when I was crumbling under the weight of the overwhelming expectations of people who never cared to know anything about me, but who wanted me to be someone who would fit whatever they they've expected from me. It was exactly the same situation on a different level in 2010, when I was stuck in that quote-unquote relationship in which I didn't want to be, I didn't want to be that person whom I was expected to be. So once again, I was approximately in the same set of circumstances. So it was, it only stands to reason that I've continued to work on Overcome album, and I just naturally took those two events, those two chapters from my life, and I combined them together. And in this case, on Shut Up, I'm combining that into one song. So, the seemingly cloudless intro on Shut Up 
very quickly is being broken down by something weird, to say the least. The flute that you hear in the back is actually me playing a simple pan flute, or I don't, don't exactly remember what's the name of that flute. It's a simple wooden flute. I didn't play flute at all before that, and I was recording that in 2006, in uh, fall 2006, in the midst of my depression, uh, into a crappy karaoke mic that didn't even have a head on it. So there was no there was no pop filter, no nothing at all. It was just a crappy mic and it was a very cheap flute. And I was making noises. So I wanted to give that stark contrast to the intro. I already knew that I'm gonna use some sort of beautiful, upbeat, fast BPM tempo that obviously does not belong in the Overcome album. And so I was throwing in these tritones uh, on the flute, uh, basically playing something atonal. So then the, f the weather shifts on this track, and then all of a sudden there is something grunting, something, some riffs that, you know, some broken rhythmic patterns that start to emerge out of the murky substrates of the intro. And then we're getting into the lyrics. So, let me now go through the lyrics, and then I will return to the things that I've just explained to you on the music analysis on the second uh, part of this podcast. So, getting back to the meaning of the song, and what is this song about? Well, as I said, and I've sort of extensively talked about this on the previous episodes, when I was talking about, you know, about the first track, uh, the opening Tower Call track, uh, which referred to my childhood and to my situation with my family. Shut Up refers to the same things musically. It was born out of that, but then in 2010 it was exacerbated. And Shut Up got, even, got an even stronger, more profound, double message. Because the circumstances, I was basically singing about the same things that I meant back in 2006. It was even worse in 2010. So, I didn't have my freedom. I didn't have my liberty. I couldn't be, I couldn't live, and I couldn't breathe as myself because I was forced to act in like someone else. And needless to say, I didn't want to live like that. It wasn't, it didn't make me very happy. Quite the opposite. So, the lyrics open with sort of an intro that is being wrapped, and this goes, this is not just about my personal trials and tribulations, you know, as I'm reading these lyrics, they turn out to be very relevant today, when I'm looking at the modern socio-political climate. It's quite interesting, but it's important to understand that this is where my innate defiance of authority and defiance of anybody encroaching on my freedoms and encroaching on my freedom to be myself comes from. So the intro goes, put your hands down, you're all undone. We'll bring you back to the moment your life began. Sure, you'll be happy. We will wash off the strain. Don't be so rude. We don't deserve your disdain. See, on a variety of levels, this applies to a lot of things. Number one, it applies to my father, 
and to my other family members who were trying to encroach on me, who was trying to force me into submission. Then it also applies to that uh, girl from 2010 who wanted to make something out of me, which she wanted to see, not what, what I really was. Uh, not to mention that she, she was trying to force me to be in a relationship I never wanted to be part of. And then it also applies to the Russian government, because, because I've always had disdain for the Russian government. I, never, I have never seen myself as part of that system. I've never seen myself subject to their authority. I always wanted to be a free person. I always wanted to be a free woman. And I didn't want to bow to their authority, to their authoritarian kleptocratic authority. So you see, these lines, this intro, works on a broad variety of levels. And of course, I was coming from a personal place, but it also applies to a broader set of issues. So, put your hands down, you're all undone, we'll bring you back to the moment your life began. Sure, you'll be happy, we will wash off the strain. Don't be so rude, we don't deserve your disdain. Put your hands down and listen to me. We'll give you everything we can as an exchange for your loyalty. Stay still and be quiet for a while. Give us your weapons and we'll change your lifestyle. Put your hands down and give us a smile. We are your ultimate friends and we're the ones you beguile. We'll pardon you and we'll forgive your debts. Otherwise, you'll always be a loser in our uneven contest. So, it's 12 lines. I'm sort of blown away how these same lines apply to modern-day America right now, to, namely to the federal government and to the belligerent administration uh, that is currently in the White House. But it does. It does. I feel exactly the same way. I mean, I feel like <laughs> I'm sort of in the beginning mocking the authorities, the powers that be, and mocking them and sort of taking their place and speaking for them. But that's precisely the way uh, modern authorities present. And that's precisely what I've experienced on a personal level, and that's what uh, we all, I guess, can relate to, at least a lot of us, can relate to when it comes to the government. So... Then it goes, shut up, shut up, shut up, shut up. Yeah, and that's me in the song. That's my reaction. The rest of the song is my reaction to these original 12 lines. So then there is the first verse that goes, I won't feed your dreams. You will spread your schemes. Shut up. I've got no time for your antics. I won't give you happiness. You won't quiet me. Choke up. I know that you'll never love me. So you see, there is a lot of things that are being said already in these eight lines. I won't feed your dreams, meaning that I'm not going to... Uh, I'm not going to supplement your dreams of a future with me in it. The way you see me. No, that's not happening. It ain't not happening. So I'm not going to feed your dreams. You can make them up you know, all you want, but I'm not going to feed them. You will spread your schemes. Sure, because people were scheming against me. Shut up. I've got no time for your antics. 
I won't give you happiness. I don't want to make you happy because you're definitely not set to make me happy. Instead, you're crushing me. You're trying to encroach on me. You're trying to break me. You're trying to shape me and mold me into something that I'm not. You won't quiet me. Choke up. I know that you'll never love me. Well, because the only person you love is yourself. You don't love anybody else. Then there's the bridge. Won't you shut up? I don't believe you. Oh no, it's not the bridge, it's actually the hook. Won't you shut up? I don't believe you. And I'll never trust you. I won't give in. You're not my future. I don't belong to you. That's what I meant in 2006 with my father. That's what I meant in 2010 with this girl. That's what I meant when I was thinking about the Russian government. Uh, about any authoritarian regime, for that, for that matter. Any authoritarian regime. The same words go for everybody. I'll never trust you. I won't give in. You're not my future. I don't belong to you. I'm not your slave. So then it goes, shut up, shut up. There's a couple screams. And then there is the, uh, the next verse. It goes, I will never sell myself. You'll never buy me. Shut up. I'll never let you belie me. I'm so tired to pretend. I'm so tired to smile. Choke up. I won't let you conquer my mind. The ultimate defiance, in my opinion, and that was my opinion back in 2006 and in 2010 and nowadays, I believe that the most important thing is to retain your freedom in your mind. As long as you control your mind, you control your thoughts, you control your life. You can do something about things. You can rectify your life. You can live the kind of life that you prefer. Don't lose yourself. Whoever is trying to conquer your mind, don't allow them in. That's basically the gist of it. Then there is sort of a little break um, that goes, Shut up. Isn't it plain by now? Shut up. Isn't it clear by now? Shut up. I won't give you any hope. Shut up, shut up, shut up, shut up, shut up. And that's like a little bridge. And then we're going to get into the hook. And it goes, Won't you shut up? I don't believe you. And I'll never trust you. I won't give in. You're not my future. I don't belong to you. Shut up. Won't you shut up? I don't believe you, and I'll never trust you. I won't give in. You're not my future. I don't belong to you. And then there is the end of the song, and I sort of skipped the middle section because there were no lyrics anyways. Then there is the end of the song, and it goes, I won't hear because I don't want to listen. I am not here. To you, my soul is missing. I won't hear because I don't want to listen. I am not here. To you, my soul is missing. What it says here, I won't hear, because I don't want to listen. Meaning that you can do all you want. You can shriek, you can scream, you can yell. And you won't get through to me, because I know that you are the liar. I know that you are trying to gaslight me. You. So I'm going to shut off my hearing. I'm not going to listen. I just ain't not going to listen. There's no, no way that I would. Because you are the liar, and I know it. And you can't gaslight me. And you can't get access to my mind, to my thoughts, to my soul. Why? I'm not here. To you, my soul is missing. So I'm not present because to you, I'm a soulless creature. I'm just a tool. You're trying to... A slave. 
You're just trying to enslave me. You're just trying to gaslight me. To you, I'm not a human. I'm not a person. To you, I don't have a soul. Therefore, I'm absent. I'm absent. And you can do nothing to me because my soul is with me, but it is not with you. That's an important thing. And then there's a conclusion to the song that goes, I have to turn my back on you. I'm aware of the danger, it says, while you unleash the hell on me. I can see it behind. I can feel it ahead. And those are the last four lines, which basically indicate that I know that I have to turn my back on you in order to walk away from you because I have to advance into the future, into my future. And I'm aware of the danger because I know that the moment I turn my back on you, you can stab me. It's going to hurt or you can even kill me. However, I'm more than willing to take the risk. I'm more than willing to take that step turn around and walk away, even though I might get a bullet in my back, but I will do it. So this is basically the gist of the song. Shut up. As you can see, basically, there is no double meaning, there is no uh, layered meaning, even. It's pretty straightforward, uh, and it happens to be a pretty standard song from a, you know, more or less generic understanding of what a song is. As I said, it has verses, it has hooks, it really has only one bridge, maybe, and it has a little, you know, a few additives, uh, and yes, it has an extended intro, and it has sort of a bizarre rhythm and groove going on to it, and some weird riff uh, patterns, and it also has a bizarre outro, and that's the only thing that sort of makes it different. But if you think about it, actually, it's a pretty standard song. So now that I'm done laying out the case for the song to you and telling its backstory, let's move on to the music analysis, shall we? Here we go with the music analysis. So, the song sort of starts in the key of A. Uh, it's not really immediately obvious. Does it start in A minor or A major? We're sort of assuming that it's minor because uh, it sounds pretty dark. First, I, and I'm talking about actually when the riff kicks in, because when this, the intro sample starts, there is a multitude of things, it's the bright thing, but that's not really part of the song Shut Up, it's just a sample. Um, you can see it as some additional flavors. So the song starts with a riff. First it's a rhythm, a distant rhythm, that shows up gradually from underneath the... it sort of boils, it starts to boil, and then it gets explosive. So I'll play it slower because it's I'm playing on keyboards and I can't play as fast. So you see, it's a riff that is pretty basic. Yes, it's dark because it utilizes the Phrygian second, uh, the low second, and pardon me for sort of leaning over, I'm all over, all, all over the place because I have my laptop right here on the desk and uh, I'm sitting at the piano at the same time. So uh, my voice might be moving because my head is moving. 
hope that's okay. So this riff builds up and it builds up and it builds up. And then... So let me break it down. Of course, there is a lot of uh, a lot of additional chromatic melodic motion that's going on there. I'm not going to replicate the riff itself in in its rhythmical complexity and uh, with all those additives. But what I'm going to say is that all of a sudden the key has changed to D minor, and now. That's basically what's going on there. And yes, it has all this all those uh, additives and you know chromatic melodic additives, whatever. But at the core, that's what it is. It's a D. An A flat major. Probably it would be more appropriate to say that it's a G flat. And we're back to D. So, uh, long story short, that's precisely what's going on there. Let's see what's uh, happening next. Okay, so then we're moving into the first verse. And uh, again, I'm going to skip the whole rhythmical part because, I mean, those are programmed guitars. It's not even like I've played uh, these riffs on a bass guitar or on an electric guitar. So it's there is a lot of this stuff and intricate stuff is going on there. And as, I, as I've said on practically every episode, of um, this season dedicated to the Overcome album, if you are interested in uh, the all the intricacies of the parts, like what are the guitars doing there, and what was you know what's in the bass line, whatever, just reach out to me, you know, ladycatherinecarella@gmail.com, and I'll give you the charts so you can see for yourself. But I'm trying to simplify all these things and break it down to like more or less simple chord progressions. So, so there is the first verse, and here's here's what it sounds like. I want feed your trees, yeah, well, spread your skins, shut up, I've got no time for your antics, I won't give you happiness, you won't quiet me. Thank you. 
what it is. It starts with a D minor. Then we're going into an, an E flat plus seven major. E flat major plus seven. A six, then a seven because of the melody. Then the melody goes to an F, and in the bass line we're moving to a G flat major plus seven. Back to D minor. You see what happens here? We're in minor, we're in D minor. So we have an F here, somewhere, hidden, right? But here, a G flat that goes into an F. A half tone that matters. Here is again your uh, E flat major, plus seven. B-flat in the melody, and B-flat major as the chord. Then we continue. D minor. Yeah, it's sort of, sort of bizarre, right? Because... This is part of a blues scale, right here. So you have an A flat, then you have a G, and then you get an F. But here, we're retaining the same chord progression. Shut up, I don't have. Shut up, I have no, no. And the melody highlights the F which creates, again, the G-flat major plus 7 chord. And then the last line... Time for your So, time for your... Time for your... Again, blues note, A-flat, time for G... going upwards again. G, G, A, M, T, X. So we're moving from a an E flat major plus seven to, oh excuse me, from a an E flat major plus seven to a B flat major plus seven. And then the same story repeats on the second part of the verse, which is literally the same, exactly the, the repetition of the first part. So the next four lines... time it goes upwards and uh, 
pardon me, after the first part of the verse, it, it goes down to C and then D. Time for your antics. And the second time on the last line goes, yeah, yeah. And then there's a little screaming, rapping, whatever part. Won't you shut up? Something. Let's listen. Let's listen. I don't quite remember. Perhaps we're jumping right into the hook after that. Ah, so, okay, in the original version, I'm not even going upwards yet. I'm going upwards later. But, uh, see, I didn't, didn't remember that. I'm starting bar 129. Uh, there is a... Let's listen. Okay, so what's going on there is... Basically, here's the entire hook. It starts. We can assume that we are in still in D minor because we're starting with the sixth, so it's a B flat major. Ah, oh, where are the lyrics? For Christ's sake, won't, won't, won't you? Then the melody goes upwards to an E, and we're the, the bass is moving down, so it's an A major after a B flat major. Won't, won't, F major, and the melody is on an A, and the melody goes into a C, and the uh, the next chord moves down to a D flat major plus seven. Then the bass moves further down to a B flat, and the melody goes. I don't believe you and I don't believe you and I'll never trust you I'll never trust you So don't believe So that's basically a B flat major plus seven nine Don't believe you and I'll never trust you so it's a D flat major plus seven, which becomes a minor.
minus 7. And then there is the repetition that is slightly different with a different end. So it goes... Uh, I won't give so it's the same four chords in the beginning. B flat major, A major, F major, D flat major plus 7. major which fluctuates you know melodically between a B flat major plus seven and a minus seven Not a future. I, I don't to you. so it's a B flat major and then it's an A major and then we're going back into the hook uh, oh excuse me into the riff that is sort of like the this To that one, which we've already dissected. So, what else is here? Let's listen to the track. Repetition of the verses, different lyrics, same music. The variation of the verse riff. This is where we move in into the middle part because all of a sudden, well, you, you've heard it, there are variations on the riffs and there is a little bit of something introduced over here, like a little bridge. It's like basically a little bridge theme. After that, we're moving to this bizarre, sort of atonal, almost atonal uh, section, which is purely instrumental. There are no screams, there are no singing, there is nothing at all. And the purpose of it is basically to show that how chaotic everything is and how it spills over and spins out of control. I'm not going to play it, actually, but, you know, you understand the concept. It sort of is all broken. Like a, like a broken back when you've been carrying on your shoulders way too much and then you start to crumble and then you start to break. That's when you actually start to realize that you cannot carry on like that and you have to change something. So let's listen. It 
You see the pace is changing, the accents are changing. Very modular. Lots of modulation. Lots of tritones too. And we're back to the hook. Again, the same tritone based riff. Now, this time there are screams in the back. And we're back to the A riff. Back, we're changing the key. Same broken riff, reappears, now it's raging like crazy, but everything is set on fire, now it's... A rhythmical variation of the same riff. how the song ends so it's sort of in the beginning it almost shows conformity it always it almost shows that well yeah there is this reality that is being um, professed onto you that looks so bright that looks so nice but then it turns out that it's not real and that underneath that reality there is a bubbling boiling seething cauldron of emotion that starts to that boils over spills over then it takes over and shut up kicks into high gear and then in the end the same boiling seething mass of rhythm and groove and riffing all of this takes over everything and that is where the song ends so uh well this was the music analysis more or less simple breakdown of uh, Shut Up from the Overcome album. So let's move on to the next uh, section, shall we? So as you can see, Shut Up uh, starts, well, it's the first song of its kind on the Overcome album because prior to Shut Up there are, well, there is Destroy, of course, you know, the previous track, but then again, uh, the album starts with a lot of things, but it never really focuses and never explicitly says what is it really about. It doesn't, up to this point, it doesn't have a song that is about defiance. It doesn't have a song that has the fighting spirit to it. Destroy sort of laments how I was broken. It laments a lot of things, but it's not a call to action, it's not a call to fight and to stand up for yourself, whereas Shut Up actually is, because it's not just about being hurt. 
it's not about just being, you know, scared of the dark or something like this. No, it's about actually standing up for yourself and doing something about it and facing off with your enemies and facing off with your adversaries and people who are trying to encroach on you and steal your life from you. That's what Shut Up is about. And it's an important song because it opens a new level to the story on the album. Now it's not just about, it's not, it, it never had been just about victimhood. Yes, Overcome starts with the description of a few things and it will still return and in some songs it will show the bitter scars. But Overcome is not about victimhood. Overcome is about overcoming things. It's about beating your enemies, it's about beating your demons. It's about standing up for yourself and ultimately winning. But where does that winning start? Well, it starts in a song like Shut Up, which happens, by the way, pretty early on the album. Uh, after Shut Up, there is a song called Backstab, and that's, that's going to be a whole new story. And uh, it is preceded by uh, Destroy. So it's not exactly in chronological order, however it makes sense that Shut Up stands after Destroy, after the damage had already been done, after things have been already undertaken. After that there is this lash out, the natural lash out. That's why Shut Up appears so early, because there's no way to tolerate this for long. That's why Shut Up happens so early on the album. And uh, basically, that's everything that I wanted to say about uh, this track. And I think it's enough for today. I'll be wrapping this up. If you have not heard my music yet, I would, of course, urge you to find me, Catherine Corelli, Catherine with a C, Corelli with a C, on any major streaming platform, ranging from Spotify and Deezer to Apple Music and iTunes and even YouTube. Uh, discover my music. Explore it for yourself, find something for you, because it's not that I just have, you know, heavy electronic metal stuff like Overcome. I have other music, which is different from this. I have heavier music, and I have much lighter music, which is rather along the lines of Chill Wave. I even have a hip-hop album that is a blend with Chill Wave and um, Dark Pop, I guess. So, there might be something you might find for yourself. That's all I'm saying. And if you're going to my YouTube channel, you're gonna find me, my channel, you will also discover that I have another sort of a podcast, a YouTube show that is called Cat Talk Series, where I usually sit down once in five days and I talk about things. And for the most part, it's not even related to music. So if you're interested, please check it out. And if you like my channel, please subscribe. Now, if you want to visit my website, my website is catcarelli.us. Um, you're free to explore and investigate. There is also a whole bunch of various products. And if you want to specifically check out other products that are not related to music at all, to my music, check out Southern Caracal. Southern Caracal. The link is in the description. Uh, Southern Caracal is about health and aromatherapy, about healthy skin and aromatherapy, so it is about soaps and lotions and shampoos and that kind of stuff. So if you want to check out that line of my products and activity, please feel free to check it out. And um, this is where I'm going to be wrapping this up. Thank you very much for checking in. I appreciate you spending your time on this podcast. I love you, and you will hear me on the next episode. Arrgh.